Hello and welcome to Cartridge Cinema Club, episode 46. My name is Mark Champlin and today I'm joined by Alex Wallace. <laughs> fuck, dude. Oh, fuck, man. Uh, you know, as a... Um, as a as a useless stoner working a low level position at a video game company, I found this week's film to be highly relatable to my life. Um, and as a person who, as a marginalized individual who likes being happy as much as possible, uh, I found this film to be largely detrimental to my life. I don't have a bit. I'm sorry. Do you want to just describe this film, Mark? <laughs> uh, God, man. Ha- happily. You know, um, so Grandma's Boy, G- Grandma's Boy, um, Fuck, dude. I, I expect it better from Nick Swartzen. Um, <laughs> not really, obviously. Um, Grandma's Boy is from 2006. Um, I, fuck, man, this movie's bad. It, yeah. it, it is, it is a stoner comedy film, uh, directed by Nicholas Glusen. Uh, it's Happy Madison Productions, um, so an adam sandler joint this one so an adam sandler <laughs> joint um i can safely say this movie's worse than pixels um, <laughs> definitely definitely ma- worse than pixels yeah i i would watch pixels right now with a smile <laughs> on my face um boy um it's so uh this movie is it's it features a video game tester who's forced to move in with his grandmother after being evicted from his home for hilarious reasons we'll get into it haha <laughs> Um, Filipino hookers. That's the joke. Um, the The film stars a bunch of people, some of them which became real <laughs> actors, and I feel really bad for them uh, for having been in this. Um, like, so Jonah Hill. Real quick, I just want to talk about how Jonah Hill is in this movie. His entire character in this movie is that he is like a fat loser who mm-hmm. like sucks on a titty for the first time. And, like, that becomes the, the... That's his whole character. Jonah Hill... Doesn't he, like, have an Oscar now? <laughs> Jonah Hill is, like, a <laughs> legitimately talented actor. And it is definitely a little bit depressing to watch him. And and and, and director. Just, he's, he's, like, an important figure in the film industry. Um, yeah. And, like, ugh, that's all I gotta say. I feel bad for Jonah Hill. Yeah. Can we talk about the fact that Jonah Hill, uh, you know, got to... You know, as soon as he lost weight, was allowed to stop playing comedic relief characters and start being taken seriously as an actor. Yeah, we can talk about that. Yeah, isn't that cool? Um, Look, we should just get into it because I think Mark and I both have a lot to say about the experience that we just went through. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to I'm gonna run through the plot, which Mark has kind of already covered a little bit. But yeah, so Alan Covert, he's like a stoner video game tester and he gets kicked out of his apartment because his roommates spent all their ho- rent money on hookers. Uh, and they are Filipino hookers, which is specified by the film. Uh, and, you know, f- fuck, man. It's the type okay. of joke where they just they just name a nationality, and mm-hmm. that's the joke. They could have that's a lot of There's a lot of jokes like that in this movie. Uh-huh. And, and so he has to move in with his grandma and her two old lady friends, one of whom is, like, has is like kind of a sexual predator and the other of whom uh the film makes a joke out of her dementia uh and and there there's really barely a plot um from there they mostly like they just get hot the characters get high and they sexually harass each other the video games are like i wouldn't say tertiary but they're kind of secondary to the the 
what we would laughably call the plot. It's the weed is really more central. It's yeah. really a weed movie. The There's a lot, and the joke about the weed <laughs> is that they're smoking weed. Yeah. That's the that's the funny part. Um, the the plot they they decide that there needs to be a plot in the last twenty minutes of the movie. And yeah, they, they do. They hastily construct a conflict, and it's yeah, it doesn't we'll build go, to that at all. <laughs> no, we'll get to that. Uh, so and and then there's a pretty blonde lady who gets brought in to work on the video game they're working on, and you just know it's gonna suck. You just know she shows up, and you're like, oh, it's gonna be bad, and then it is. Again, we'll get into it. Uh, and then you know they gotta finish the the video game in time before the deadline or whatever and that's that's the movie um what my, general thoughts on on grandma's boy mark how'd you feel about this one um so right away i want to dispel the defense that <laughs> that anyone will levy for this um it was 2006 yeah fuck that okay it's i went into this movie thinking to myself you know it was 2006. I laughed at a lot of problematic shit back then. Um, but a lot of it was cleverly written, and the problematic shit was secondary to the joke. So maybe I'll go into this with an open mind, be willing to see the good in it, and enjoy this movie on its own terms. Um, this this movie was shitty for 2006. Um, there's no <laughs> yeah. fucking way any of this was like, okay. So... So if we sound like SJW killjoys on this episode, <laughs> um, fuck you. You go watch this movie and tell me that any of this is like remotely watchable for anyone except for the the most fourteen year old of fourteen year old white boys. Yeah, I mean, I, the thing that I really want to emphasize here is that I think if you watch this movie and you think it's really funny, I'm afraid of you. Holy shit! Yeah, if you th yeah. It, yeah, if you think this is funny, you're either you're either dangerous or you're so stupid that you might as well be dangerous uh yeah and there might like, as well not be a, a distinction um I, you know i i know i've said this sentence many times on this podcast but this is a deeply racist film this is a deeply misogynistic film um homophobic this is, very it's homophobic. very homophobic yeah um and it, I, it, it's kind of like a proto alt right movie, I think, and I'm gonna kind of build a case for this throughout the episode. But yeah, I, it really I can does. Go, I can go there with you. Yeah. Yeah. It, it. You know, not, not in the sense that I think that this movie has an agenda, right? Not in the sense that I think that this movie like is actually trying to say anything, but just in the like, it, it just in the ways that it just has like an, a complete disregard for like humanity mm -hmm. and sincere emotion and people who are different, people who are in outgroups, people that aren't white men, um, is, it's not even subtext in this movie, it's just the text. Like, the text yeah. is just racist, the text is just misogynistic. Um, it was really difficult to sit through this. It was, it was really... Yeah, sincerely, um, sincerely, it, it, like, hurt to watch. And, 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 and... I, I literally did not laugh once at no. any single joke in this entire movie, and there's so many times where, like... <laughs> Where something will just happen, and it's, uh, like, for no reason. It doesn't seem to have anything to do with the, Like, a character will just fart in the middle of a... In the middle of a scene. Or, like, a character will just, like, go off into another part of the scene and go do something. And you don't understand what's happening. You're like, what... I'm sorry, what did that have to do with, with the, the plot about the video games? And slowly over time, it dawns on you that those are supposed to be the jokes. Yeah, yeah I... I, I... <laughs> I truly, truly didn't laugh a single time. Um, no. Like, 
the the jokes are just someone will say something uh that indicates that they are other um mm-hmm. and the movie the protagonist will will react uh as if the thing that is other is uh unsavory and yeah. um not to be enjoyed and they shouldn't be like that and he'll have to smoke some weed to deal with that situation because <laughs> because man that that thing sure is gay i sure don't yeah. like that yeah there's like a whole <laughs> scene in this movie where like they go okay so they have this like they have this boss who's like a white dude and he's like the you know the joke is that he's a white dude that talks about chi and energy a lot and shit and he sends them to this like vegan restaurant yeah and they're Waiter, who is played by David Spade, who is, I guess, supposed to be portraying a homosexual, uh, and and he's a vegan. And the whole joke of the entire scene is that David Spade is gay and a vegan. And there's even a moment where he says, like, you guys just... Like, because the protagonists are all making fun of him for being gay and a vegan. And he just says something along the lines of, like, you guys are just being mean to me because I'm a vegan. We're not different from anybody else. It's not... Like, it's not a big deal. And, like, I was like, yeah, David Spade is correct. And <laughs> yeah. then all of the characters laugh at him, and then they leave and go get burgers instead. And it's just like, oh, yeah, this is the ideology of the film. Like, the ideology of the film is like, haha, it's funny that people are different. Also, haha, isn't weed hilarious? I, I, I want to real quick go back to um, the, the boss that you mentioned, who mm-hmm. um, who is the, he's very into, like, um, like vaguely Eastern spirituality type of things. And mm-hmm. he's like a white dude with a goatee and he's doing yoga on his desk. Um, and a, a, a smart movie could have like made a joke about like cultural appropriation here. And I, for a second, because I'm an idiot, I thought that's what was happening. And I was ready to enjoy like the, Oh, haha, the white guy who, who's kind of co-opting this shit and not taking it seriously. Yeah. Um, like the guy in thank you for smoking that right. does that. <laughs> yeah. Where, yeah. Okay. Exactly. Like, th- okay. To be clear, thank you for smoking. Like is like a problematic movie with its politics in a lot of ways, but like right, right, they right. do nail that guy. Oh yeah. And that, that archetype in that movie. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I was way too optimistic for that. And it turns out the, the butt of the joke is Eastern mysticism itself. Yeah, uh, definitely. And, and the idea that anyone would want to do yoga or meditate or uh, or spiritual healing. Haha! Ha. It's 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 funny because it's different. Yeah, look at this man who's in tune with his emotion and is trying to keep sort of peace and keep his aggression in check. God. How hilarious is that? Isn't that so funny? Isn't that just disgusting that he does that? Yeah, he's like um, he keeps talking about his like dreams and he's interpreting his dreams like you know things that like other cultures do and that's yeah. funny because we don't do that in america let's go get some burgers <laughs> um yeah let's just let's just jump right in and talk about the racism so rob schneider plays a landlord with like a vaguely southeast asian accent um within like the first five minutes of the movie and you think that's gonna be the most racist thing that happens and you're and you're so wrong you're such a you're such a dumbass <laughs> when you, <think laughs> you, that. you fucking jerk watch the movie and you'll see You'll see how much worse it is than that. Um, so, yeah. So, do we want to talk about the thing where he's where the the roommate who's in the movie for five minutes talks about how he's addicted to female Filipino hookers? I mean, or, that's that's the entire thing, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's just that's just the joke. It, it like the fact that 
they are a different race and other, that's a joke. The fact that they're sex workers, that's a joke. Um, the fact that he's a man and men just cannot control their sexuality is hilarious to this movie. So there's that. Um, but let's let's talk about let's talk about uh, the Dante character who is who is who is our 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 heroes uh, connect. You know, he's their he's their weed dealer, um, yeah. and his his entire role in the film <laughs> is to bring in. Uh, different ethnic stereotypes uh, in order to further whatever ridiculous scheme he's up to. And mostly that revolves around um, the only black character in the film who is like an African witch doctor and he's got like face paint and he's got bones around his neck and he's shirtless all the time. And he only communicates with like clicks and like talking like a caveman, uh, and then he gives the weed guy exotic animals. So he brings him, like, a monkey and a lion and an, and an elephant. Uh, and, then, and then he also brings in a, a, a Chinese man who is a karate... He's a karate man, and he's going he's gonna to train the monkey to do karate. The movie is racist, is what I'm trying to explain. The, the drug dealer literally collects stereotypical stereotype minorities like fucking Pokemon cards <laughs> throughout the movie, and then just like laughs as they do like racist things. Yeah, uh, that's 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 his whole character, and yeah. I really don't. It's really hard to describe, like, the the feelings I was having watching that black character. First of all, another thing that I wanted to say is uh, one of us saying the only black character in the movie should be, like, a take-a-fucking-shot. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's cause... definitely on the on the Cartoon Cinema Club drinking game. <laughs> that is... time, the only black character in the movie, blank, is a, and then it's just... <laughs> A list of different stereotypes. Oh, is he a sexual predator? Oh, is he like a tribesman who carries a spear? You know that th that's pretty much the. Oh, there's and there, he can be a gangster or a yeah. Also. He, he's dual wielding golden Berettas. <laughs> yeah, that's a character. Fuck man, I, why did we do this podcast? Uh, <laughs> you, oh man, something that I that I really wanted to, to talk about was the treatment of people with mental illness, and there's kind of two things here. Um, there was the the old lady that you mentioned, who just she says you know ridiculous things that are completely off topic, and and it's funny because she doesn't know what's going on because it's like because she like not it's it, it's like it's like not even like that she like f is forgetting things like you know like the forgetful old lady kind of like trope which you know is like kind of making a joke out of like a really tragic thing that happens to people but like also you know we all got a forgetful old person in our life it's kind of a thing you can relate to even though you feel kind of bad about it in this she, like she she is like staring into space she only communicates with non sequiturs she's like not she's not like present she it, she's not eating food she just has a plate of medication that she's arranged into a smiley face and she's like yeah. showing people and she's like squirting ketchup all over it and like you're supposed to like laugh at that yeah, like I, what the fuck man yeah <laughs> that's I, horrible I, I i didn't i didn't think that that was i did not think that that was funny 
I did not laugh at the at the old lady who has dementia and has to take a lot of pills to function as a human being. Yeah, uh, I didn't. I, I did not. I did not laugh at her expense. I'm so. I'm sorry. I guess this yeah. movie wasn't made for me. You know. <laughs> yeah. There's also. Yeah, and then there, there's there's the antagonist who yeah. is like. Yeah. It, it's established that he's like this prodigy for game design, right? He built this super popular game when he was like 13, and now he's they're making the the third sequel of it, and he's in charge of this company. Um, and he's just like this dude uh, that he even says like so. Okay. This is going to take a while to set up because it's really stupid. He's this kind of, like, very tech-oriented guy. He's always surrounded by computers and stuff. And then occasionally throughout the first 45 minutes of the movie, he starts, like, talking in a robot voice. And it kind of sounds like the robot voice is, like, a separate personality from him. Mm -hmm. um, and he, like, makes robot noises when he moves around sometimes. And everybody thinks it's really weird. And you think that they're setting up for something where, like, it's going to be, like, a sci-fi twist and this dude is, like, a robot. Uh, but then later he just says, oh, no, that's just something I do when I get nervous. And yeah. there's like... <sighs> In a very emotionally vulnerable moment, he says, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just something I do when I'm nervous. Yeah, so, the, so there's this scene where, like, this dude goes over to the protagonist's house and he's, like, crying, like, sobbing, crying, like, snot coming out of his nose crying. And, like, the snot coming out of his nose crying is, like, a joke because it's like, haha, here's a man showing emotion. <laughs> but it's like... The actor is like going for it on really crying and it's really uncomfortable and he ba and he straight up says like like I know I'm different and I just want you guys to like me and all of you just treat me like a freak. Um and and, and the other guy's first response to that is like, well, you shouldn't do the robot voice anymore because it's weird. It makes us all of us hate you. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> the the problem here is like he's basically this was my least favorite uh, scene in the movie to be clear mm -hmm. i hated this scene so fucking much it's it's awful um he's it, yeah so alex the protagonist responds to this this horribly uh this deeply real emotional moment which is the only one of those in the movie um with saying well well if you didn't do the robot voice uh, we <laughs> might like you cuz it's weird um, you need to not be weird in order for us to treat you with humanity, essentially, yeah. is what he's saying. And this this shit like really like hit home because this the thing that Alex says here is something that I like truly remember believing when I was like I don't know like eleven or twelve. Like I I try I was a weird kid. People made fun of me for a couple years. I tried really hard to not be a weird kid, and people started liking me more. And I started, like, feeling like, okay, well, if I can do it, all the other weird kids can do it, too. Like, don't yeah. be weird, and people will like you more. And, like, I I just... And, and, and then, at the end of this, he's, like, the villain, and... Yeah, it's horrible. And, like, it's not even, like, okay, it's not even some fucking bullshit breakfast club shit, right? No. Where he, like, learns to be a more conventionally attractive and normal person, and then he gets to hang out with the cool kids. It's not even that. He just, he he steals the protagonist's video game design at the end, and it and then just gets fired. And that whole conflict is set up and resolved in the last 15 minutes of the movie, because the rest of the movie is just about smoking weed. And it's just, th like... This movie just has so much fucking disdain for people who are different. It's really it's it, it's it's stomach churning. It's it's gross. It's really gross. Can I talk I, about can I talk about the game really quickly? Did you know that that was a real game? 
the game that 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 the protagonist designs. Yeah, did you know that that's the- a that's a real game that was uh, going to be published by Majesco, but it was canceled <laughs> very very late into development. Um, this movie was intended to be early marketing for that game. It was literally holy shit. It was really called uh, uh, Demonic with a K. That was legit. There's trailers on YouTube. It was an Xbox 360 game, and there was controversy because uh, it was portrayed as being an original Xbox game, but it was actually coming out on 360. Man. Um, That's game, what the gamers were mad about with this movie. Exactly. Not the, not the African tribesmen <laughs> with the bone necklace. <laughs> to IGN's credit, I found an article really quickly that talks about how it was canceled, and it was like, <laughs> By the way, it was bad on Majesco to even try to market it with this fucking horseshit movie. And I was Hell like, yeah. I'm glad that IGN did not laugh at this movie in 2006. Because I, yeah. I I, did not, ha- I don't have a high enough opinion of them to think that that's what they would have done. But good on them. <laughs> I'm proud. Good on them. All right. So, so as, as with, as with all films of this type, uh, we need to talk about the misogyny because it's, it's really, it's, it's really something uh because so beyond just like the dialogue in general which is just like constantly degrading to women you know th- there's the one important female character who's not a you know octogenarian and she's the hot blonde lady and every single person that she works with is constantly telling her how hot she is and putting aside the part where jonah hill sucks on a girl's tit at a party for literally no reason at all he just walks up to her and she just says something disgusting about milk. I don't even remember what it is. I'm not going to repeat it. You don't need to hear it. And then he just sucks on her tit for 13 hours. That's canonical in the Grandma's Boy universe. Uh, and 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 let's put aside the fact that women basically only exist as props in this movie to have sex jokes made about them. There's literally a part where the in the first 20 minutes, the main character masturbates to a sexy action figure and then comes on someone's mom. Okay. The blonde girl shows up. Setting that aside. Setting all of that aside. Setting setting all of that aside. The the blonde girl shows up. And you and you just know. You just know that her and this skeezy loser who has no redeeming qualities whatsoever are gonna fuck each other. You I mean, just know what's gonna happen it's, from it's, the moment. It's Happy Madison, right? Like, yeah. they're, they if they weren't above this by 2015 with pixels, they sure as <laughs> shit were gonna do it in this one. Yeah, and like, and and you know it's gonna happen. You know in your heart that this is going to happen. And still, still when she kisses him, like an hour into the movie, it you. It you you just collapse because yeah, it doesn't make it any better. No, knowing doesn't make it any better. She literally gets sexually harassed by every single dude at this company, and she like, she doesn't. Okay, we watch a lot of movies where the the main female character will get a lot of sexual comments made about her constantly throughout the movie, but at least she gets to clap back, right? At least she gets to make a sarcastic comment back at him about how he's a virgin or something about like that, and then she's empowered, right? I don't actually believe this, but this is the idea behind it. And, <laughs> to be and, clear. To be clear. Uh, but in this movie, she just smiles through all of it. Like, she doesn't even really respond to everybody telling her how hot she is. She doesn't really even acknowledge, like, the the comments that are being made about her fucking constantly in this movie. Um, and watching this movie in light of, like, knowing so much about the sexual harassment and the sexual assault in the video game industry is really haunting. It's 
it's really it this is a really scary movie i think because i think it reflects the way a lot of men just like don't even think of women as people um yeah i'm starting it's to hard think, to watch dude I'm starting to think that people who make video game movies in the 2000s don't really like women a lot <laughs> I um, think that people make <laughs> video game movies in the now don't like women. It's, it's. I I kept thinking about a metaphorical woman watching this movie, like in two thousand six, who like either is already in the industry or wants to join the industry, and being very clearly communicated through this literal like video game industry propaganda movie. I later found out um, that you can be one type of woman uh, in this industry. You have to be extremely successful, have proven yourself, but you also have to be uh, very fuckable um, for, yeah. for, for all the rest of your office, which is entirely men, entirely men age 20 to 36, um, who are almost all white. Yeah, um, to be clear, the core, the core of this plot is, like, the protagonist and the bad guy who talks like a robot vying for this woman's affection. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's what is happening for most of the film. That's the core of the conflict. And it's just like, dude, y'all, all of you fucking work together. Like, first of all, don't do that. Don't shit where you eat, <laughs> first of all. Yeah, first of all. Second of all. There's a there's a scene there's a scene where she's trying to leave her office um, that a dude has entered without knocking and she says hey please knock next time and then he keeps talking to her and then he uh, blocks her way to the exit physically with his arms and asks her on a date and she says I'd really like to leave now like in a completely dead voice and she and he like won't let her leave so she has to physically walk around him and move him out of the way and I'm like this shit happens in real life like all the time mm-hmm. and like it's not a joke then and it's like it's funny to this movie you it, know? it's <laughs> that's all it is like it, it's just it's just funny to this movie all of this shit is hilarious to to this movie and it's it's the thing it's i kept settling the thing i kept thinking whenever she would like talk because they bring her on and they talk about how she's been project lead on three successful triple a games already and like she's like the person we need to like kick this shit into gear because the idea is like this game's very fucking buggy and like we need someone who can like handle these play testers and uh get them to work out the bugs in this game and she apparently has done this for multiple triple a studios before um but no one respects her on the quality of her work until she shows that she also likes to smoke weed and also she fucks and also she hates uh shitty vegans all and she's perfectly willing to clown on the gays with the rest of the boys yeah and it's 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 i mean it's so fucking absurd right because they're all like oh haha this woman she can't play video games and she like outranks them at the video game company yeah there's the fucking scene oh my god there's this scene in the fast food parking lot where she's like she says you know while well, all my friends were playing with dolls i was trying to beat super mario uh, <laughs> and then uh the dude's like oh nice name drop super mario and i'm i'm just like I, and then they fuck and then they fuck this like is, these she, are the lessons that I've, these are the lessons that boys she fucks him yeah she does she does she comes out of the fucking she comes out of her room and grabs him and kisses him because, of course, she does. And this is these this is we've talked about this a million fucking times, but this <laughs> is the lesson that these movies teach to young men. 
you know? Because the only people who could possibly find this movie funny are 10-year-olds, right? Right. And they're going to watch this and be like, oh, yeah, you get to be a nerd with no redeeming qualities and absolutely nothing good going for you and absolutely, like, no, like, sense of humor or, like, understanding or emotional capacity to understand the, the other people in your life. Uh, and then girls will just fuck you for, for no reason at all. For no, just because you're there. Just because you're there. You're, you're there and you're good at video games and you did the project that you were assigned for your job uh, without mm-hmm. managing to fuck it up. Uh, yeah. So, therefore, uh, the highest ranking woman at your company uh, will sleep with you now. Yeah. It, it, and this is kind of like why I think that this is like like a proto alt-right proto kind of gamergate proto pickup artist kind yeah, of movie th- this like, this movie reeks of the of the pre-manosphere uh 2000s uh, this yes. is where this was all born from and the fact that it doesn't have an explicit like the fact that it's not angry birds and doesn't have an explicit uh set of like politics to display doesn't make it any less uh you know, instructive to the culture, right? Yeah, like, you know, like, it, it's it's hilarious because it's this movie about smoking weed and going to cool debaucherous parties with your other cool debaucherous sex friends. Um, and, and, like, you know, it's very, first of all, it's very uncomfortable just watching this movie in general where a bunch of white people get to smoke weed and are, you know, that like, a, a group of white people got to make this movie about smoking weed while, you know people of color are rotting in prison uh, mm-hmm. for the same thing. And that on its face is uncomfortable, but it's also just like, you're, you're right in that it doesn't have an explicit politics, but it is a very conservative film. Yes. You know, like the ways that it portrays women, the ways that it portrays, uh, you know, <laughs> queer people and gender minorities, racial minorities, like it is... It is that sort of new atheist gamergate type of conservatism of like, oh yeah, people should be able to smoke weed and say the fuck word, but like, if you're a gay, that's still gross. We shouldn't have to be okay with that. Or like, or it's even the like, oh yeah, I have no problem with gay people as long as they act like the rest of us type shit, you know? Like that's, mm-hmm. that's what this movie is. Um, and it, it, yeah, it was uncomfortable. Uh, the entire way through for me. And I feel like we're kind of laboring on that point now. So I want to kind of get to the, yeah, w- one of the last things we're going to hit here, uh, which is, do we think that this is the worst movie that we've watched for the podcast? Yeah. I, I suggested uh, that we discuss this because I, I don't think that I think this is the worst. And my argument is Whenever I think about ranking the movies, like, we've talked about doing a bracket, and uh, nobody hold us to that. We don't know if we're actually going to do it, please. We might. We, we might. We, we'll see. We might. I mean, it's, I mean, fucking Alex was a tournament organizer for years. She knows, <laughs> she knows bracketology. She's, yeah. she had, she's had whiny nerds complain about seating a million times. <laughs> Um, so, so she's, she's, she knows what she's doing. Um, but the thing with this is, like, Whenever I think about the bracket, I always think of in terms of like, well, it's not, it can't be what are the best movies, what are the worst movies, because like, it doesn't work like that. It's how much I've came down to how much would I recommend this movie as being worth your time? Yeah. Uh, this movie was waste. This movie was a bigger waste of my time than any other movie because it was not only bad, 
it was deeply uncomfortable in every single scene. And I also, I didn't laugh a single time. Um, and the other bad movies in this, such as like Angry Birds, uh, Angry Birds is awful, not worth your time, but it's, it's interestingly awful <laughs> in a shitty way. Um, Hitman has good cinematography, um, but it's the most disgusting and most like uh, misogynistic and transphobic movie. Um, Alone in the Dark is a bigger waste of time, but <laughs> it didn't hate women aggressively. That's yeah, I don't... that's what I'll say. I don't know. What, what are your other bad movies that you think might uh, okay. outrank this? So, so, so before we did, before we watched this movie for this episode, my agreed upon for myself bottom five was Hitman, Blood Rain, Prince of Persia, Angry Birds, and House of the Dead. With Angry Birds being the worst of those movies. Yep. Um, and. I think that this one probably knocks like House of the Dead out of the bottom five to to join among the ranks of the worst. Maybe even Prince of Persia. I don't know, uh, because it is more misogynistic and racist than Prince of Persia is. Somehow, <laughs> somehow. I thought that was impossible. What I a bar! That, what a bar to clear. Yeah, I still think that the Angry Birds movie is the worst movie I've ever seen. On like. <laughs> Like, I would say I, it, this was equally painful to sit through to Angry Birds. It has a similar ethos to Angry Birds in that it is also a movie that's just about bullying. It's just about characters being mean to each other for being different. Um, but there's two things that I think make Angry Birds more of an insidious film. One is that if you haven't listened to the Angry Birds episode for context, please do. It's an anti-immigration propaganda film. Um, and, I, and it's one, it's for kids. And two, it has an agenda, right? Grandma's Boy is a bunch of idiot frat boys with really disgusting ideology that they've never thought about, right? The people who made Grandma's Boy didn't think about any of the things that they were doing uh, and or think about any things that they were trying to say. These are just genuinely the things that they find funny. Um, the Angry Birds movie, I think, is deliberately made to make to change people's minds and to warp people's perspectives about immigration and race. And I think that's more evil and about as awful to sit through. So I still think Angry Birds is worse, but they might be the bottom two. Angry Birds and Grandma's Boy might be the bottom two. Yeah, the, the, they're the bottom two. And I'll, I'll agree with you that like Angry Birds uh, has more to say um, about today's global stage, uh, <laughs> yeah. like the global political uh, socio-economic God, climate. what a ridiculous sentence. I hate it, this podcast. It, I, I know, fuck this podcast, right? <laughs> um, and the only thing that I could argue, um, I, I guess, in all technical senses, you are right. Um, the thing that I would argue for this movie is that, like, like Gamergate fucking happened, and also it hasn't gone away yet. And no. I'm not saying this movie is solely responsible, just like Angry Birds <laughs> isn't solely responsible for... Uh, conservative uh, kids growing up. The, the, yeah. That's Dennis Prager's fault. Um, <laughs> but, like, yeah, like, like this movie and all the movies like it, like, informed Gamergate in a very serious way and uh, it, uh, topical. Uh, if you've been yeah. on Twitter these last couple weeks, like, there's been a, a resurgence of Gamergaters harassing women in the video game industry. Um, we don't need to get specific, but, like, that shit hasn't gone away, and men still think that they're entitled uh, harassing, to... Harassing women in the video game industry over the type of shit that gets done to the woman in this movie. Yeah. I think that's all that really needs to be said about it. 
You're right. Um, so so there's one thing, one more thing. Uh, oh, we want to hit here. I forgot before already. Before we before we get to next next week's episode. Uh, so there's a freestyle rap at the end of this movie that plays during the credits, and I had paused it, and I'll tell you what, I'll tell you exactly what happened. I had paused it when I noticed that there was like a bad song happening. I like got up to get a drink. I came back and I really looked at the subtitles, and I'm thankful that I did because the subtitles said like. It had like some characters' names there, and I'm like, "Yeah, oh, they did an original song." Okay, I'll listen to the bad original song. I love bad original songs at the end of these. Friends, the it's <laughs> it's not only an original song for the movie; it is a bad freestyle rap that describes <laughs> every like two bars of rap describes another random like still of the movie, another random scene from the movie. And it's not even, and it it barely rhymes, if at all. Um, it's not on the beat, um, so that's how I know it's freestyle, or else just very, very poorly written and performed. Um, it is one of the worst <laughs> rap songs I've ever. Heard. Yeah, it it is really just like a man like who sounds like he hasn't actually seen the movie no. Grandma's Boy. <laughs> he saw the trailer. He, it sounds like, oh my god. It reminds me of, there's this old video of, like, an animator who, like, hid himself in a closet. It's called Drinking Out of Cups. Um, and it's an animator. Oh, oh the, the, guy, the lizard guy? Yeah, it's an animator who hid, who hid himself. Uh, no, he, 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 he started flipping through channels, right? And he recorded himself just describing random things that he saw on the TV. And then he animated a lizard saying those things. Yeah, just I think he's on acid throughout the entire thing. I, I think, the important yeah. Part. Yeah. This is like that dude, but he was watching the trailer for Grandma's Boy, and he's just like, uh, yeah, Alex smoking a bong, uh, that bitch has a thong, yeah, um, we're, we're smoking weed, drinking tea, old ladies, it's literally yeah. that type of thing. Okay, yeah, like, okay, Mark just did that impression of it, I am now going to play the yeah. song, and you are going to be like, damn, Mark did just as well, if not better, run it, run it. See, Alex is a grown man, he lived with his grandma, Lily. He's looking for a small space to light up his bong. At Nana's house, Jeff with the old lady, kissing him in the mouth. A sucker for love, look at him, getting his rub. Is he a virgin? In fact, headed for the tub. With a PJ suit on a PJ cruise. The little kid with his own room, watching the news. Stuck in the grown body. So, so, so that, so I'm... <laughs> That's going up. That's going right above Advent Children in terms of my favorite uh, credit sequences that we've seen for this. Um, yeah, and then well, maybe uh, yeah. This is even better than House of the Dead for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I've been, I've I've dedicated too much of my life to Grandma's Boy at this point. We need to move the fuck on. <laughs> fuck what this. are we watching? What are we watching next week, Mark? Um. So, Wreck-It Ralph is a 2012 uh, American Woo! 3D computer animated comedy film produced by... You're damn right it is. Walt Disney Animation Studios. And the thing about this movie, the only thing that I will say, um, is that in 2012, when late 2012, when this movie came out, uh, I was working at a movie theater. Um, mm-hmm. I was cleaning theaters and selling concessions. Mostly I was cleaning theaters. It was like my second job ever. Um I saw the last, like, 15 minutes of this movie 800 times. <laughs> um, and so I have... Um, people who are close to me know I'm a big Owl City fan. 
It, like, unironically, I think he's amazing. Well, his old stuff, his new stuff is, is dog shit. But right around this time, he had this fucking song in the credits. And it was a banger at first. But this movie made me hate Adam Young with a passion. And now... And I also used to like going to Disneyland, right? This this movie ruined, working in the movie theater, ruined Owl City and Disneyland in one fell swoop. Because that song became the Electric Parade song. <laughs> um, that's really all I have to say about this have you movie ever, so far. Have you ever seen it in its entirety? Not once. <laughs> oh my god, Mark. But so, it's got, really good. I'm going into it with some baggage. Let me just say, and it's completely, oh, it's completely unearned. Oh, you know what? I've also seen the scene because I came in in the middle of the the, the um, theater to uh, mm-hmm. count heads, uh, mm-hmm. as they do, and I've seen the scene where the, that Rihanna song plays "Shut Up and Drive," mm-hmm. which and is she really, does a, she really, does a out Mario of, really out of place. Um, yeah. So we're going into this movie with baggage, but I'm told it's a very good movie. I'm excited. Yeah, I um uh I really liked this movie when it came out. That has burned us on this podcast before, but I'm a little bit more optimistic than I was going into Scott Pilgrim. Um, yeah, yeah, I I think this movie's good. Hopefully, that's the case. I picked it for next week because we just went through an ordeal, and I feel like we deserve to watch like just a nice movie with, with that's got John C. Riley in it. What are we? Fucking <laughs> goddamn it! How can people find the 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 podcast? On the internet, Can we, I don't want to do the podcast anymore. Yeah, um, I would like to stop podcasting now. You can follow us, but this was our last episode, so there's not really any point. Uh, follow us at Cartridge Cinema on Twitter. Join the Discord; it's lit. Um, follow us on iTunes or Spotify or SoundCloud, whichever you prefer to listen to your podcasts on. Uh, rate us, uh, please. We we love reading nice things that you say about us. It's very, very fun and makes me feel very good in my heart. Uh, the music is by DJ Tin Man. The art is by Courtney Kaufman. And for me, uh, it was Tuesday. That's a wrap right there. That's a, that's a podcast.